hello, how are you? Hello, good afternoon. You're, you're a little further from the table <laughs> than, <laughs> than, than the table normal. I, took under. Um, I, I, I got distracted with the uh, continuity issue. With the hat? No, not the hat, with the, uh, the uh, old duct tape. It, it, it's all beat up. It's like, like you carry it around, but you don't use it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have this if I ever need it, but I don't use it. But we are at, right now. I was going to say, look, we got to welcome everyone. Say hi. Well, I don't even say hi to you on these podcasts. Why Usually would I say? we just go right in for the fight. We got plenty we want to argue no, about. No, I'm very excited because after this, I get to eat menudo. Yes. Okay. And, and I heard there's barbecue, too. Oh, chubby. Oh, <laughs> and there's also barbecue. Did you know? There's potato salad. <laughs> Do you know there was potato? But you, you haven't had, I'm getting all distracted. You're, you're, yes. You haven't had any cravings? I'm not having cravings this pregnancy, really. Is that a real thing, or is that women's excuse to make their husbands go get them? No, like, last time I legit Like, do pregnant wanted... ladies go, let me see how far <laughs> I can push my husband before no. he breaks? No, last time with Garrett, I, I want legit pickles. wanted pickles. I wanted donuts all the time. Huh? Last time I legit wanted Krispy Kreme donuts all the time with Garrett. And then we were talking about this year, you couldn't eat. Oh, I had an aversion to chicken. Aversion, is that the right word? Yeah, like cannot stand aversion. it. It didn't matter if it was raw or fried or But do you see, do you guys see like, that she always gross. tries to be better than me? You know, where she, uh, the aversion. And then right after that, she goes, I couldn't stand. Just say, I couldn't stand chicken. Well, I like to show off my fancy words. I know. I like to show people that I read and you don't. Well, you know what? People that read say vocabulary. They don't say words. Well, you just told me to dumb it down for you, so I said fancy <laughs> words is vocabulary. Okay. Well, we got here to Aztec Chevrolet. It's a beautiful day in South Texas. and It's so um, nice today. We have a couple of nice people here, and, and they're a couple like us where you can tell that she's a lot better looking than he is. <laughs> um, that's what it, People don't understand that that's what a Captain Evil is. A Captain Evil is an above-average woman who married a below-average man. Am I right, fellas? And then that man tries to keep up to make her happy. That's what a Captain Evil is. That's what a Captain Evil is. But we got here and we started talking about um, the Facebook and the TikTok. Oh, how our social media feed looks so different, yours from mine. Yes, and you, because, so, she likes to, dude, she... Like, there's no privacy with Renee. Like, what I don't, do you mean? Well, I, look, I do not go through your purse. I do not go through your phone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do any of those things, Why ever. would you? Why would you? These are your personal things. Yeah, there's no reason to go through them. And, well, then this one, where's your wallet? Like, she's in my wallet, <laughs> like, throwing cards out. Who's this? Who's this bitch? No. Who's this? And I'm like, I'm like uh, that's your mom's card. <laughs> No, it's not. I don't go through your wallet. It's that you, when you undress, you drop your shorts, and you're. I am constantly having to take crap out of your shorts before I throw them in the washing machine. Stop acting and like, like you wash. And I'm like, is this important? Stop acting. She's over here acting like she washes. No, no. I wear them again. I leave them fully loaded. Yeah. They're fully. I, that way, the next day, I just no, put them on so and I'm ready heavy. to go. They like jingle and jangle. Yes, because they... I'm a man and I have man things in them. And then they're so heavy that all I have to do is undo the belt and the button, and boom, they fall to the floor. And I, I step out of them. I'm like a fireman. Like when, you know, if shit goes down, I'm able to put them on. 
and move. So this is when I wash clothes. With like three weeks worth of business cards in there. If I can take my shorts and move them all the way to my face, I wear them again. <laughs> that's is that where that's how I know. Is that where from? <laughs> that's how I know. If I grab them and I go that, I go, oh, okay, those need to be. It's time. It is time for those. That's how I do it. That's where Garrett gets it from. Yeah. That's why the other day he goes, Mom, smell these. So back, back to the point that I'm trying to make is that, dude, she wants to see any conversation. Like if she's having a conversation with her mom, her sister, she doesn't have many friends. So her mom, her sister, I don't get involved. Like I don't, and I could even make, sometimes I'll overhear her telling the story wrong. I let her. That's her conversation. I'm on the phone with whomever, and this one, no, no, that's not what happened. Who is that? Who are you talking to? Well, who, well, who's that? And I'm like, oh my God, dude, what, like, why are you even involved right now? You're not even, it, I would have put you on speaker. I would have made a group phone call. So when I'm in bed at night, wrapping up the night, Yes. Right? Um, I'm trying to sleep and I hear all these weird noises coming out of your phone. No, I, I don't, I'm smart. I don't have the weird, weird noises. I'm looking at my Facebook and then all of a sudden I feel a little, like her, her shoulder, <laughs> like her hair on my shoulder. Oh, who's that? And what's going on there? And then, and then she'll get so involved, she'll be like, wait a minute, go back. And then she'll use her <laughs> finger to scroll my shit back. No, and I'm like, what are you doing? Because sometimes you get better stuff on your feed that I don't get on mine, that I wouldn't see on And that's what I'm trying you. to explain to you is that, you know, we saw the social dilemma. Have you guys seen that on, on um, Netflix? There's a thing called social dilemma on Netflix. You need to watch it. They feed you, right? So whatever you have interest in, whatever you pause on, whatever you stop on. It's all on, targeted towards you specifically. Right, like, like yeah. if I like Chevys, they go, okay, this guy likes Chevys, we'll yeah. show him more Chevy stuff, oh, but because Chevys are vehicles, we'll also show more vehicle stuff, right? So the reason that your Facebook and socials are boring is because you're boring. No, no, I did not say they were boring, I said different. Boring, because there she is going, oh, what is that? Click on <laughs> no, that. No, you know actually what my feed is right now, a lot of, is you know how after you have a baby, those postpartum like belly wraps to suck you back in? For some reason, <laughs> it's just a ton of ads. Oh my for God, belly dude. Wraps. She's like a warrior dog nowadays with this belly. She like straps on this thing and it comes on and then it wraps around her belly. I mean, it's worse than a chastity belt. I can't even. <laughs> bro, I can't even get in there. My boner's gone. There's no by, the, by the time I unwrap everything, I'm done. I can't even. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just go back to my TikTok. <laughs> But, and then what really makes me mad, and I, that's why I stopped you guys, because we were talking about it. So what makes me mad is that we rarely use computers, any of us, we're always on our phones, maybe a tablet. Well, this one will leave, so what happens is, because she's um, helping me with social media, she'll leave my Facebook open, my email open, and then she'll start, she'll get distracted like she does, and then all of a sudden she's looking for baby stuff, so then now all the things that she has been looking for because I'm logged in. My search comes in on your stuff. So now yes. they're like, oh, do you want to go to Wayfair? And I'm like, why would I want to go to freaking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, is menopause starting? I'm like, no, menopause? I'm not getting menopause. I'm like, I'm like starting menopause. Divorce attorneys? <laughs> like, what? Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Best divorce attorney? What the hell's going on? 
But it, it drives me crazy. And by the way, what I'm trying to say in this podcast that, that is about us in relationships is that I don't do that to you. No, you do other more annoying things like to what? me. Like what? Because you never see me over your shoulder. Have I ever, ever taken your Facebook and put my finger on your phone and said, hold on, hold on, hold on, click on that. No, because I'm not on mine that much. You're on yours all the time. I'm not on that on mine that much. How about Pinterest? Do I ever stop your Pinterest? That'll never happen. Well, no, because you don't even know what Pinterest is. You probably wouldn't even know what the little logo looks like. Renee has about 50 baby rooms designed already on Pinterest. <laughs> on Pinterest. <laughs> Different options. What if this happens? Let's change colors. Like, at least 50. No, it's it's more like how how much how far can I push you? Like how much can I torture you? What will you do? Let me tell you something, y'all. I we finally finished painting. I'm an idiot. I'm doing this finger. I got a new phone. Um, I'm an idiot. Well, no, no. Well, okay. So yeah, well, what, what yes, I, no, I agree. No. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm glad Timmy's here, and Timmy's not gonna talk. Timmy's in the back over there. Timmy, Timmy is. Um, That's road manager Timmy, y'all. Road manager Timmy. But first of all, Timmy is my best friend. Uh, we partner together on businesses. We work together. He helps me with anything and everything, right? Not only have you worn out your husband, you've worn out Timmy. No, Timmy's like I'm good. She Timmy's basically good. has two husbands working full time. And both of us are like, oh my God, like when is she gonna stop? So finally, Timmy, I'm like, dude, I go, look, I, gotta, I got other things going on. I gotta finish the freaking trip. Oh, cause this, this one, oh my God. Dude. Are we gonna have this debate? And I'm so happy that we brought it up because I did something to you that you don't even know. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so Timmy came in, uh -huh. helped with the ship lap finish the ship lap. I helped him finish it. We finish it. Yeah. And this one, and we talked about it. I want polar bear flat. And then I want polar bear, same paint, glossy for the trim. So she has no clue. And a lot of men in this room right now understand the feeling. She has no clue how long this shit takes. No, but trim and Like to her, she's like, well, you know, just, just do it. That's why there are, like, when somebody comes to your house to paint, it's a whole crew of Mexicans. <laughs> it's not one Mexican, it's like three. One's taping, the other one's painting, you know it's what I mean? It's one like, room, we're talking about one room. It's not a small room. And, and, oh, and by the way, <laughs> you know you're in South Texas. <laughs> and that is a Chevy, right? That's a Chevy? Huh? Oh, it's a motorcycle. Going by with that music. Um, so what we, oh, so she, so this room specifically has like all these indentions. Yeah, it has weird cubbies. So it has no. extra trim. It's not normal straight across yeah. trim, right? So then she goes, I want flat polar bear. It's already taken two days to put the ship lap. Then this one goes, I want, I want polar bear flat. Polar bear gloss. I'm like, fine. So I do that. Which, by the way, I left the chunk on the bottom. Polar bear flat. Has she noticed? You probably covered it with a piece of furniture. <laughs> no. 
She had, I put it right smack in the middle, on the bottom, right? You do the same. No. Just, she hasn't noticed. No. She hasn't noticed. You have been so grumpy I, about painting it. I just say, thank you, baby. It looks great. And I didn't know and if I'm, I wanted to bring it up. I'm not going to critique you. I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up yet, but I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Now no, is you, the time. No, you know what? You know why I didn't notice the trim? Because I was more annoyed with the spots on the ceiling. Oh, hold on. Let's go there, too. <laughs> Let's go there, too. So then she wants blue all the way around, right? So not only is it, oh, not only is it, like, she doesn't understand. Like, she thinks that. Painting is easy. I spend my whole day, look at my clothes. I got paint everywhere, right? I'm painting, and then when she comes in, I start painting it white, she goes, oh, I want the ceiling white. So now where are we? we in one room, we are polar bear gloss. <laughs> we are polar bear flat. We are, what was the color? Uh, I don't know, Ocean Boulevard or something. Ocean Boulevard. We're Ocean Boulevard, and then now we're white, right? Then she walks in there, she's like, oh, you're not gonna paint the doors? <laughs> Guy. Well, no, because the doors dude, are Dude, so then I call Timmy. I call Timmy and I'm like, dude, I, I'm running out of time. I, you know, as you know, Rick, how busy we are working on stuff all the time. I go, and I end touring. I go, I go, Timmy, dude, can you come and help me? And he was like, that bitch. <laughs> and I go, no. I go, bro, come on, dude. Timmy, At Timmy this was point, like, no big deal. Timmy was like, of course you gotta paint the doors. Now these beige doors look yellow next to this yeah, polar but, bear white tree. But what she doesn't understand is, Timmy likes to agree with her because he knows it hurts me. <laughs> like, she doesn't, like she doesn't understand how dudes work. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't understand that dudes are egging on the pain. Men wanna egg on, he sees me in pain and he's like, bro, of course. <laughs> Dude, how do you not see that? No. And then this one over here, not even hearing his sarcasm, she thinks he, oh, see? Even Timmy okay. knows. Well, listen, while we're being honest. Ooh, <laughs> Let's go, girl. Tim, Timmy and I got another one, too. What? What do you mean you got another one? You remember those Ikea drawers that you complained about putting together? What about them? Well. The bottom drawer of the drawer you, you built? Not Timmy's, Timmy's drawer. Are you throwing this on yeah. me, Timmy? Timmy's drawer. <laughs> they look the same. Timmy's, they look the same. Timmy's drawer is perfectly functional. The drawer that you built, the bottom drawer won't even open. Timmy, you throw me out of the bus, dude. That was probably yours. No. I called Timmy and I told Timmy, I said, Timmy, I don't have the heart to tell him. When you have some time, can you I know you don't have the heart. Drawer? You have no heart. There is zero heart. The only heart you have right now is our daughter's that's in there. And it's tiny. And I, I will tell you this. The bottom door doesn't open I will tell at you this. I will tell you this. IKEA is not sponsoring this podcast anytime soon. We have shit on Ikea. <laughs> but every dude's like, I feel you. Are they on? That's what happens when they're like, they're single and they're in college and they're putting together Ikea furniture and they're like, wait a minute, I have a vagina. I don't need this shit. But that is true actually. Steve's been putting together Ikea furniture for me since college. I thought you were gonna say, that is true, I have a vagina. Well, that's kind of obvious, baby. Not according to some fans. <laughs> 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 I've seen people that come and say I look like 
like a man. They know, they know, they know. Um, man, I had something that came to my mind right now that I was like, oh, this, oh. And so then, speaking of comments, and, and Timmy sent me another one, and I told Timmy, don't worry about it. But, and, <laughs> look, the guy that can't hear now hears. Right? How come when you were asking him to help us, he's like, oh, oh. Uh, But we did get one that, so we, we posted a, a very quick kind of home tour, you know, yes. of the house. And again, I came home and there was, my wife again didn't make any food. Um, but my mom had, and we talked about that. And I then, was traveling with you. Y'all, that's so unfair. He's like, I came home and there's no food made. I came home at the same time as you. Like, was I supposed to snap my fingers? Yes. <laughs> I used to go to my grandma's house when I was a kid. And I think there's people here that remember. I would go to my grandma's house when I was a kid. And my dad or mom, would, they would leave me at grandma's house. You'd open the fridge and there would be a potato, right? And a pitcher. Back in the day, you used to take water and put a pitcher in the water. Remember the whole pitcher, and that would be it. And a I'd potato be like, and a pitcher. That's it. And I'd be like, Grandma, because you know my grandma was not wealthy. Yeah. You know, I, my grandmother was not rich at all. But I'd open the fridge and be like, Grandma, we're hungry. And then five minutes later, she'd come out of the kitchen with a three-course meal. <laughs> and you, you know what I mean? You're like, Grandma, like what, like? Eggs and potato, you know, and it's just like, what? Yeah, but I feel like, like that's because Mexican grandmas would always have a pot of beans on the stove and then they just repurpose it. Like one day it was chato beans and then the next day it's like refried beans and the day after that it's like double refried beans. So it's okay. just like the same pot of beans. Okay, so can we do that? <laughs> so, I'm okay with it. I'm, yes, I'm fine with that. I'm, yes. So you did learn something. You're just, you're just not applying it. You're just not applying your skills. You're but better at making beans. The point, yes, I am. I, but at this point, it, it, it's like, yes, I cook. Yes, I clean. What do you do, ladies? What do I do? No, my point is, yes, I cook. I, I, learned, I learned all my mom's recipes because my mom told me, she's like, look, these women you're going to marry, they don't know how to cook. These women? You're gonna marry multiple women? Well, I wasn't married to you. They, she didn't know which one. There was a lot. <laughs> they were all hot. Um, so I did, I, yes, I, I am the one that cooks. I make an amazing arroz con pollo. We've talked about that. Yes. Um, be, I need to learn how to make menudo. Because when I moved to California, they don't do menudo in California. They do pozole. They do pozole. And I don't, like, I, I don't mind it, but I like menudo. But I need to learn that recipe from you, maybe. Um, instead of, I, I heard Rachel Ray recently made pozole. That's, that's where we're at. That we, there's such lack of Latinos on TV that Rachel Ray's like, well, I guess I'm making pozole. I guess I'll show people how to make pozole. Um, but the, the point was that there was a comment that a girl was like, oh my God, I, I, I should read it. Oh. Something about you how- You probably remember more than I do, because it, it hurt her a little bit. Because it rubbed me the wrong way? Something about how um, I, better, I better learn to cook if I want to keep my man. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Girlfriend, <laughs> listen to her. But I, I was laughing because as, as a man, and there's several here, like that comment comes up and I want to like it. <laughs> 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 
You know what I mean? Where I'm like, ooh, okay, okay. This person gets me. This person's the fan. But if I like it, I'm completely screwed. And I'm in trouble. And not only am I in trouble, because this damn- Not only are you not getting dinner, you're sleeping in a different bed. Because of this damn podcast, you have a freaking army of girls on your side. So if I do, I will get so attacked. If I like that, I mean, because it's at the point where, and it's awesome, Renee and I don't even ever have to defend ourselves anymore. Like the fans will attack. I'm surprised she hasn't got attacked, that girl. Because usually they're like, oh my God, and get over it. And Renee does what she wants because women see themselves in her and they're like, how dare they tell her that she doesn't cook? I don't want that to be out no, there. And, and the truth is, I do cook. I'm not just like, I don't care, I don't cook. I just, <laughs> shut your mouth. I love the podcast. No, I, can, I, dude, I, can, I know my wife so well, I, can, I could have cued the three, two, one, defend yourself. <laughs> I could have cued it in. I could have cued it in. But I do cook. It's just that when I cook, it's very healthy. It's not traditional Southern cooking. It's not Mexican food. I cook very, if I'm good, I, I, I cook Tex-Mex. Yes, I don't enjoy cooking. So if I'm going to cook, I'm going to make something that is healthy, that is good so for So for the record, she does not enjoy cooking, right? Yeah, no, I enjoy doing other things. But I don't mind. But I, you I, do enjoy I cooking. Do. I do. I enjoy cooking. I, and, and... Renee cooks, disaster. Kitchen, disaster. I am a cook, and I clean no, as I go. I'm, that is a yes, total fib. I'm my, I'm my own prep cook. No. I'm, I'm, I'm setting everything up. You cook and like then, you paint. It's like the Tasmanian devil went through after you were done. You want to paint? <laughs> Do you want to cook? Um, but yes, I do enjoy cooking. I don't have a problem, which by the way, we talk about this all the time. When we first moved in together, me and you, uh-huh. this girl, no clue. And then she would say things like, oh, because I'd be on the road. I'm like, we, start, we first moved in together. I'm like, hey, I go, can you do laundry or can you clean? And she's like, oh, why? Because I'm a woman? Is that why? And I'm like, uh, no, because you live here. <laughs> I go, I don't, I go, it has nothing, has nothing to do with male or female roles. Like, uh, you live here, and you use the microwave too. And then she wouldn't even put, you, like, she wouldn't even cover the food in the microwave. I would get, do you know what I mean? Like, she'd warm up spaghetti and just little red dots all over the microwave. And I'm like, hey, you gotta clean that. And she's like, somebody's coming, right? I'm like, no, they're not. I clean the inside of the microwave now. You heard it. Now. That's correct. Now. Okay. You had some topics you wanted to talk. I kind of took over. I was. Uh... No, we just we had um, we had a crazy week. We uh, we didn't put out a podcast this week because we'd been traveling and, and I just, you had I, shows. We were in Houston. I always feel like I, I have this sense of responsibility. To, to people, like I, I'm, I, I am a, a people pleaser and I, and I feel like when I let people down, like it, it, like it messes with me. Yeah. So like there's weeks where we're like, oh crap, like I don't know if we're gonna be able to do a podcast. And then it, it really hurts me when people go, oh, no podcast. And I'm like, I'm sorry. 
But then I want to do it weekly because we basically get to wrap up our week for the podcast. Yeah. And people be like, you, you guys have no idea how real the things we talk about are. I mean, every, everything happens to us. So then this week, we're like, okay, we have two podcasts. What do we talk about on the first one versus the second one? Yeah. And then Renee takes notes. Renee's a note person. And I don't even know if she's doing it. And then all of a sudden, we're driving to go do the podcast. She's like, I've got things. <laughs> I've written notes. Somebody called me a man. <laughs> Well, no, because my memory's not like yours. If I don't write it down, it's like, it's but, gone. But we did do Houston, and, and, you know, because of the coronavirus, it's been, man, it's just been a different world. Yeah. You know, we, we literally have done Houston twice this year when normally it's not even once a year. It's like once every 16 months. Yeah. So, and then it was Halloween weekend. Yeah. Which I was completely afraid that, okay, now we're not going to sell tickets at all. Yeah. But we ended up selling out every single show. And then, and then I was bummed because I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to see my wife and kid. Because we also wanted Garrett to have... Halloween. So, so it, Steve was performing in Houston, but it was Halloween weekend. And the traveling's getting a little tougher for me as I get further along. So we decided you'd go to Houston. Garrett and I would hang back and have a normal Halloween. But normally, I take Halloween off. Yeah. So as a comedian, we don't sell tickets Halloween. We don't sell tickets for Easter weekend. They're we, just tough we, nights for anyone right. in any club. So, you know, and then for so many years, the, the guys that get Halloween and Easter and Fourth of July are kind of the lower end headliners. So for most of my career, I was doing those. You had to work those. Yeah. I had to work those, you know, those holidays. So, you know, the past couple of years, thank God for some success, I've been able to take off Halloween and Fourth of July, Fourth of July and Easter, and, and so this year I wasn't able to, but we had such a good time. And then you get excited because your son is at an age. Our son is at an age. Your children get to an age where, oh man, he's really digging. He's he's Halloween. really into Halloween. Yeah. You know he's into it. He thinks it's cool. We set up the deck. We did the decorations. Yes. We, we carved pumpkins. He's he was, like, we need scarier decorations. He was so bummed, dude. Dad, because the deer would come and eat the jack-o'-lantern in our neighborhood. And then Garrett's like, did they get it again? They got my jack. Is it going to make it to Halloween? No. And the deer are all fat walking around. Like, it's the best house ever. But they ended up eating um, his jack But anyway, we did the jack And then he was like, I don't know how we're raising this kid that just like, and maybe it's my fault, huh? but the neighborhood is having a Halloween contest. Like our neighborhood. Oh yeah, for yard decorations. And do people go nuts? Like, you know those decorations in Home Depot where you're like, who the who buys this crap? The massive skeleton. Yeah. Well, that's our neighborhood. <laughs> like, there's freaking eight, eighty foot skeletons in the yard, like crazy. I think stuff. one neighbor legit went to Home Depot about like every Everything. Halloween decoration they had. And it was awesome. He had like uh, pirates and. Yeah. I mean, his lighting, light show, like it was amazing. And then, like, there's, like, 15 of these houses. And then Garrett's like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get second. I mean, not first, but we'll probably get for sure second. No. And I'm like, hey, kid, it ain't happening, dude. Dear Chew, jack-o'-lanterns don't cut it. Yeah, we don't, we don't got that kind of Halloween budget, bro. Um, but, I, you know, we, you, you, my kid's into Halloween. He thinks it's cool. 
He still wanted to do Mommy and Me Halloween costumes, so I felt like I had to do it, even though I look funny with my big old belly, but. Well, I, I was afraid because of what he picked, and, and nobody knows that movie anymore. Yeah. Right? That I was like, oh man, he's gonna pick this costume and, and nobody's gonna care, right? But he picked, um, the movie's called Book of Life, right? Yes. You guys know Book of Life? It's, it's very similar to Coco. It came out before Coco, but it's, it's beautiful and the music's great. It's great. So he wanted to be Manolo, the main bullfighter. So Renee made him this awesome costume and did his hair and you were the... Yeah. I was Maria. Maria, right? Uh -huh. Which is, we, and I, you guys all have kids? Yeah. It, it's so weird that at this age, Garrett's like, Mom, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, I can't even imagine like marrying my mom. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's just so, it's weird to me. Is, does that happen with y'all's kids when they were little too? Or were like, well, I mean, at least he's not like, daddy, I'm gonna marry you. Thank God, right? <laughs> of course I'm weird, cause I love it. I'm like, yes, you can have an Oedipus complex. I'm totally cool with it. He's like, I'm gonna marry, oh, and then I Googled it. Uh -huh. it's, it's a gross thing. What do, you, what do you mean? It's a fetish as they get older, so you need to stop. Oh. <laughs> you, you need to stop freaking encouraging. No, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging it. I really? I saw you lean over to him like this. Shut up. Like, oh, no. no, that's awful. <laughs> any that's any girls awful. in daycare have these? <laughs> it's funny, though. It's very funny. Um, see, and, and normally when we do the podcast not in front of people, uh, Rick would be like, I think we need to edit that part because <laughs> nobody's going to laugh, but... <laughs> Rick can still edit it, but these people heard it. Um, but it was just excited that he was into it, so I didn't want to take... I didn't want to take my family to Houston and not give Garrett the opportunity to do the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and in our new neighborhood with friends and... And by the way, he did win the costume contest at, at his daycare, That's which cool. was cool. Yeah. And then I call him, I'm like, hey, buddy, what's going on? You ever go to a party? I'm probably going to win the costume contest. <laughs> and then he said, I'm probably going to win. Um, so then you guys came up to Houston, and then... Well, we, oh, we weren't going to go to Houston. The reason being is because... Um, we had to be in L.A. for a meeting on Monday morning. Steve and I did. And it kind of came up last minute. And so if... I didn't drive Garrett to Houston. He wouldn't have seen Steve for a long time. And, that, and that, that's, that's rough on him. I, that's hard on me, man. I, I gotta be with my family, I gotta it's be with my kid. It's rough on Garrett too. You know? He kept asking, how many wake ups before I get to see dad? It just gets hard on me, man. And I gotta be with my kid, you know, uh, and my so. wife, and you. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, but it, it is funny that me and you miss each other so much. Like when we're apart, man, we freaking, we miss each other so yeah. much. And then the first day we get together, all we do is fight. <laughs> And I'm like, what do I miss? Do I miss the fighting? Like, I think I miss the fighting. Like, I think I miss the drama. Like, my wife's, my life's too nice right now. I need some, sh I need some shit to go down. I need, you know what, I've been so happy. It doesn't feel like me. Honey, come on out. But, but then after we fight, then we're back to, yeah. to normal. But, so Our we, normal. Yeah, we, we, had this, we had this really big meeting and for me, it's been very, you know, my journey in Hollywood, and, and it, it really, like, it drives me crazy, and I've never been able to explain it to the fan, right? Because a lot of times fans reach out and they go, how do you not have a TV show? Yeah. Right? How are you not a sitcom? How are you not 
more famous. How, you know, I get it all the time. You know, and especially now with the podcast where they're like, how is your life not a TV show? Right. So, so that people understand that when I was in Hollywood, it was nothing. All they wanted from me was the stereotype. And I look the way that I look. And Hollywood does not know that Mexican-Americans look like me. Yeah. They think all Mexicans look like the guy that stands outside of Home Depot. They do. They really, really do. And there was times that I would go in on auditions and I knew that I didn't belong there. I'd go in auditions and my agent would go, dude, they're looking for Mexican. Yeah. Mexican-American. And I'd go, okay, I'll go in. And I would read the part and I'd go, all right. And, and because I didn't want to make my agent at that time upset, I'd go, okay, I'll go in. I would go in and I would go, I don't, I, I look nothing like these people. There's no way you're going to get that role. I'm not getting the part. Um, I would go in on auditions where, and, and at this point, I had already been pretty frustrated, but she was like, yeah, um, I think it was for a valet Parker. Um, yeah, can you, uh, you know? And I go, I go, no, 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 I don't know. Even though I knew. I knew she wanted me to Mexican it up. And I go, I go, no, no, I go, explain to me. She goes, well, you know, can you... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I go, ma'am, I go, you're going to have to help me. I go, I really don't know what yeah means, right? And she goes, you know, can you, arriba, arriba it, right? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah, oh, okay, right? So then I do the audition. I'm like, <laughs> right? And I go nuts and I just leave. And my agent's like, bro, they loved you. I go, what? They thought you were great that, lost, that last take you took. You got, I go, I'm not doing it. I go, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be the stereotype. So then after all the auditions, then, and then I, I made a conscious decision to go, all right. Oh, at one point, it's called pilot season, where they're, they're casting all the pilots for the TV shows, right? One time, I get this, and you remember, mm -hmm. I get this. I was going to say, I know the story you're going to tell I, right I, now. I get a call, and, the, and my agent's like, Steve, it's you. This part is you. And the description was Tex-Mex likes to cook short and chubby like a Mexican Kevin James. My agent said, this is you. So I go in, I audition, and, and I leave, and I, they go, I told my agent, I go, what, so what did they say? And he goes, yeah, they said it that you weren't Tex-Mex enough that you weren't Mexican enough, and it wasn't Tex-Mex enough. And I'm like, bitch, I, like. <laughs> I bleed Tex-Mex. Like, there's no more Tex-Mex than me. So after these auditions and me making, me making a conscious decision to go, that's it. I'm not going on these auditions, right? So then the next step was that I, I started getting a little, you know, a little, uh, um, whatchamacallit, I got a little heat, you know, I got a Showtime special, I got things going on, and all of a sudden they go, okay, well, we want to meet with Steve to talk about his sitcom. And again, I would sit in a room, I would pitch my sitcom, and again, it was, how is this Mexican? And, I'm, and I would have to explain to them, because they would say that. They would literally say, how is this Mexican? And I would go, look, man, I, I'm not the kind of person that makes my race a punchline. It's not a punchline. And it's Mexican because the people on the show are Mexican-American. 
That's why it's Mexican-American. I go, you don't tell Ray Romano, can this be more Italian? They're just Italians. Like, I would tell them that. And, and they didn't. They, That's such a great example. Like, right. you're as Mexican as, the show is as Mexican as Ray Romano is Italian. Yeah. Right. So that didn't work out because, again, they were like, so the last round was two years ago. And we end up, and I don't want to name any names, but we end up with, with one of the biggest. Oh, by the way, had a deal at one point, walked into TBS with David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Yeah. I had Courtney Cox and David Arquette as executive producers with me, developing with me, walking into a room with me, and again, TBS said, we don't understand how this is Mexican. With Courtney Cox, with David Arquette. So that was another shot that I had that ended up the same. So then my manager at the time, she says, look, you got to go again. You, you know, Steve, you're, you're great, and you deserve a show. And, and I, told, I, go, I go, Deanna, I go, they don't, they don't get it, and they don't understand, and I'm, I'm tired of trying to get them to understand what I am and who I am and what I stand for. You know, and that's another thing. I want to represent the Mexican-American in this country in a way that has never been seen before. I want my child to be able to see people like him on television. So I'm not gonna, what I call, taco it up. I'm not gonna, you know, go back to that. So she says, you gotta go. She says, I've got you one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. They have produced five of the hit TV shows on TV right now. I go, okay, well, let's do it again. Same thing. As a matter of fact, those producers called me up and they said, you know what, Steve? In the past 20 years, we have never been told no. And when we asked them why they said no, they said because it wasn't what they expected. So at that point, I told my wife, I said, that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna play their game. I'm not gonna go in there. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create it on my own, create it as myself with my wife. They don't wanna see a Mexican-American family like us on TV, we'll put it on TV. We'll put it on social media. We'll let people see who we are for real, right? So then we get this phone call and they go, look, they want to meet with you. And I go, ah, oh, here we go again. <laughs> but it turns out that the guy is um, Mexican-American. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the biggest Mexican-American producers in Hollywood. He just sold his company for $2 billion, with a B. And he called me up personally. And he said, listen, I, I, and by the way, here's what's really cool about it. Again, talking about creating our own path, doing our own thing, producing our own shows, right? Yeah. He didn't find me because Hollywood told him. He found me because his father-in-law is on Facebook and forwards him a clip. Goes, check this guy out. And his father-in-law told him, you have a responsibility to work with this guy. So he calls me up and he goes, I know exactly what you are. I know your brand. I am your brand. And I'm going to create television with you. Let's do this. So I said, all right. So that's the meeting we went to. That's why we went to LA. Yeah. yeah. And it was hard for you. Oh, it was, it was a rough trip for me. We got home and I told Steve, I was like, that's it. I'm done. No, no but more you were, traveling. And I felt bad because you were such a trooper. 
You got to, you did, you well, did. Well, we did, we did Halloween, and then because I wanted Garrett to get to see Steve, we wrapped up our Halloween at like 8, 8.30, got in the car, drove to Houston, spent Sunday in Houston with Steve, and then Steve had to do his show Sunday night, and then we drove back. But, but, and, and it's my apology to you, because, you know, my wife, Renee, you, you are such a hardworking person, you're freaking nonstop. You're like me, you know. You 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 have endurance, and I forget. I used to have endurance. No, but you forget <laughs> as a guy. She gets mad at me, but it's like no, no, no. It's not that I don't have. I'm not sensitive to your situation. I forget because my wife. I mean, we've been together forever. And when you were like, yeah, I'll drive to Houston. Like, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, like, come on. <laughs> like, never in my mind was like, wait a minute, you're freaking. You're about to pop a baby out. But yeah. she came. Spent the day, decorated our Polaris. Yes. Took Garrett to the parties, yeah. the Halloween parties. Then got in a car, then drove two and a half hours to me. We went to sleep, we spent the day Saturday. Hung out Saturday night. Sunday. Oh, that was Sunday, that Sunday. Was Sunday, yeah. And then Sunday night, we're literally dry. Our flight leaves 6.30 in the morning from Austin. We got a three hour nap before we had to be at the airport. We, we I drove. So you got a nap in the car. You think it's easy sleeping got, in the car with I, this I'm, Did I say, see how it turned into, oh, well, it's not easy because I didn't say that. I didn't say, all I said was that, did you not take a nap in the car? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. See or no? It was not restful sleep, let me tell you. I don't even, all the fellas, like, I don't even need to see their faces. They have masks on. I saw their eyes. No, and the women know how every, uncomfortable it is. Every in the dude's car. eyes were like rolling back in their head, like, bro, don't even, just don't even, <laughs> just let her have it. Let her have it. Um, but no, no, it was, it was, un, and, and I felt so bad because now all of a sudden we literally have to wake up at four in the morning. Yeah. We got home at 1 a.m., had to wake up at four in the morning to get on a plane, right? Yeah. To fly to LA. Go to and check into our hotel. Oh, and I was so pissed. Remember? I do. Oh. oh. I hate when businesses do this shit. You know, and it's hard. I, I, and every guy here probably hates it more than ladies do. But when they freaking, you know they're fucking you. That you know it. You know it's bullshit and they just want more money. Do you know what I mean? So we end up staying at, what's it called? The Roosevelt Hotel. The Roosevelt Hotel, very nice hotel. Renee checks online, it's empty. Yeah. It's completely empty, right? Yeah. We get there, it's almost one o'clock. Oh, uh, Mr. Trevino, your room is not ready, sir. However, if you would like to get into a room now, to upgrade. We have one for, you know what I'm talking about, bro? Where you're just like, oh, you motherfucker. I'm so tired. I'm so tired right now. I don't have to have to deal with your fucking shit. I know you have other rooms. Like, we have one oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm like, whoa. I go, I go, how much? How much? How much? I go, how much? I go, nice way. I go, nice way to make extra money. How much? And he goes, uh, $50. I go, fine, take my money. Are you happy? Did they make you do this? Taking people's money, you have 40 other freaking oh, so rooms. Bad for the guy, his hands were like shaking. I lost it. You know what I'm talking about? I, some of you guys know, where you're just like, oh, you're doing it on purpose. Oh. The rental cars do that. 
You go get a rental car and they're like, oh, would you like to upgrade to a uh, Suburban? And you're like, nah, I'm good. Okay, well, all we have is a Suburban. <laughs> no, no. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, oh, my dumbass would have paid for it. Anyway, go ahead, I got mad. Oh, so then? No, I was just gonna say, but we had to. We only had one hour to like freshen up and get ready before we had to be at the meeting. Well, so I, we had to and, pay for the upgraded room. I feel bad too, because I'm, I'm like sitting in the thing with my shorts on. Like, this, is, this is how I go to meetings, guys, just so you guys know. No, you made me wear jeans. I yeah. ended up wearing. No, he was legit gonna walk in to the meeting with his shorts with paint on them, and I was like, you can't. <laughs> I was like, you can't do that. So they can so, see that so I the work. The way I convinced him was, I was like, you should wear your cowboy boots. Your cowboy boots are you. You know, don't don't Eat wear them shorts. Eat them Luke Casey's, but you know, just uh, <laughs> just so they know. Hey, psh, hey, hey, I make money too, guy. Hey, I don't have two billion, but hey, do you have Luke Casey's? See or no? Do you? Uh, but we, the meeting went extremely well. Yeah. And then the crazy part is, we literally wake up. Well, no, we had dinner in our old neighborhood. Oh, that yeah. was so That was so bizarre because it felt like, Steve and I drove through our old neighborhood where we lived in LA and like we had dinner afterwards at one of his favorite yeah, restaurants. Yeah, but you know what, dude? Remember, it was the day before the election and it was so weird. Yeah. Everybody was boarding up. Melrose was being completely boarded up. And it was, it was just No, but, was for, but for me, I mean, for me what was weird was it just felt like such a lifetime ago since we lived there. It felt like a people, you completely know, different People life. always say that. Like it, it, people used to say, yeah, I don't even remember my life before kids. And I'm like, how do you not? My life before kids was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, but you really do. Like you, there's a time like, yeah. You know, and somebody said something to me, and, and I don't know if you've ever agreed with me, but probably with not. It, some, <laughs> somebody said this to me, and, and to me it's so real. They go, Your kid was always your kid. Before your kid was your kid, it was already your kid. And that, that means so much to me because I can't imagine having another child. Like, Oh, because it's like your DNA? Is that what you no, mean? No, it's weird. Does anybody understand like the, uh, like. It's like, what are you saying? It was always meant to be. Garrett was meant to be. Our child. Our son. That kid was yeah. meant to be our kid. You know, I yeah. believe in, in God. I believe in religion. And I, yeah. I think that it was meant to be that that kid was meant to be my kid. And even though me and you talked about how I wanted to have a kid a long time ago and you didn't. And I wasn't ready. Yeah. I think that that kid would still be our kid. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I, I, just, I remember somebody saying that, and I go, you know what, you're right. Like, that kid is always your kid, yeah. you know? But it was, it was weird to drive around, and, and I mean, we lived all over LA. Yeah. I felt like every year, Renee was like, I don't like this neighborhood anymore. <laughs> There's a neighbor over there that has walk, you can walk to things. <laughs> so this one, we actually found this tiny, tiny, one bedroom apartment. Uh -huh. It's probably like what, 650 square feet? Oh, not even that. No, you don't think so? It, well, maybe 600 square feet. But the yeah. idea was, and I've always been the type of guy that we were gonna get married, I was going to give you the wedding of your dreams. Yeah. And even though I didn't have money, I sacrificed. And I said, hey, we're gonna move into a one bedroom, small apartment. I, I at that time, was making a little bit of money. Yeah. And I got rid of my new car, because I didn't want a car payment. And I was driving around a 1978 K5 Blazer. Uh -huh. And she had a new car though. She didn't sacrifice anything. 
She didn't get a bus well, between, pass, no, nothing, no, nothing. Between the two of us, we had to know we, one vehicle worked. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't you know, drive around. But, yeah. you know, so we lived in this neighborhood, and it was right off Melrose, and you could walk to the end of the street. But then you think about, like, how crazy that street alone is. Yeah. The, the walk from our house to Lala's, where we used to like to eat, uh -huh. on the corner of... So we used to live by Pink's. You know famous Pink's? We always see on TV, stand. the hot dog stand. We used to live right there. So right up the road from Pink's was Lala's. And we love to eat there. Yeah. The chimichurri is delicious. But let me tell you the walk. You leave our apartment. The next block up on your left is a Jewish... Uh, what's the word? Like boarding for? school, right? It was like a Jewish boarding school. Yeah, but, but uh, I don't want to say it wrong. Or Orthodox? Or, or, what are they, what, does anybody know? know? Like where they follow all the rules. What's that called? Um, Hasidic Jews. Yeah, so you're walking. You have the Jewish school, uh -huh. boarding school for boys, right? And then you walk a little more. Uh -huh. And then right when you get to Lala's, which is a nice restaurant, to the right of Lala's, what's there? It's a convalescent home. And then the rest was all shopping. Yeah. And then the crazy part is... No, but the rest was like, this was literally on Melrose Boulevard, like Melrose that you hear with all the cute little boutiques yeah. and shops, you know? And then what's crazy is the very first date that me and you went on, the yes. very first date, I had called you up and you, were, you got all dressed up. And you're like, ooh, Steve Trevino, call me. Whatever, you're going to hook me up with one of your friends. All lies. <laughs> uh, was right across the street. Yeah. So the very first place that we ever went on a date, Lala's was across the street. Yeah. It was called El Guapo's back then, yeah. right? Um, so it was nice to be back and see all the craziness, but I also was like... It was weird. I was happy I, to come home. And, and look, man, I don't know how I ever lived there. Yeah. It just, it, it, it was, it like the... It, it, I, well, that's what I'm saying. It was just dirty. like, a, it was a different life. It was just a very different life. You know, you, you come out here to Beeville and it's so chill. And people are so nice. Yeah. You know, I don't have to know, I don't have to know any one of these guys that work here, but I know them. Does that make sense? Like, I don't have to know these guys, but I know them. Yeah. And it's just, I never felt that in LA, you know, so it's good to be home. Um, but we, we are, we have talked way more than we probably should have. <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up, but I think it's cool that we had people here and heard our conversation, because I know a lot of times, people hear our conversation and go, ooh, I wish I was there so that I could ask this. Oh, yeah. So if you guys have any questions about what we've been talking about, please ask, because I think it would add. How did it feel, like, you're a text mix like, we're all text mix you're so like, you know, but how did it feel when you were out there? You know, like, was it, like, the audition, they wanted you to be, like, a Mexican? Not a Mexican man, but like a Mexican Yeah, you know, you, you know, how did I, the question is that, how did I feel when I was out there and they would put me into this box? It was confusing for me because I grew up Texan and, and I don't ever remember like, I don't remember being like, I mean, don't get me wrong, when you're a Texan, everybody gives each other a hard time. So, you know, growing up in Gregory, Portland, there was like, it was whites, Mexicans, and a couple of blacks. And we were all just Texans. I, it never felt like, oh, well, they're this or they're that or like, so for me to go to LA and all of a sudden I got put in this box, it, it, for me, it, I was just like, oh, you guys have no idea 
that we exist. And, and so it's not their fault. I mean, it is their fault for not paying attention, but it's like, I always tell Renee, like, I almost feel, because... To have it categorized that way, you're this, you're not this. But here's what's weird, like, I don't, like, even Corpus Christi or wherever, Mexicans, blacks, whites, we all grew up together. And then you go to California, or LA specifically, and the black people are here, the white people are here, the Mexicans are here, the Asians are here, and that was weird to me, right? And people would be like, oh, where are y'all gonna live? And we're like, oh, we're gonna live in Van Nuys. They're like, oh, that's the Mexican neighborhood. Like, that's where Mexicans live. And I don't remember, I mean, I'm sure it exists in Texas. I don't remember ever feeling that or feeling like, oh, I live where the Mexicans live or I live where the whites live or I live where the blacks live or, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it just felt very, it was hard for me to understand and grasp, right? But then I started to realize that, especially in LA, the people who serve the people in charge are Mexicans from Mexico, right? They're their gardeners, they're their landscapers, they're their valet parkers, they're their maids, they're their nannies. So the only view that these executives have of us are the Mexicans from Mexico, right? So when I go in there and they go, whoa, whoa, what is this? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean you guys? But I tell you all the time, I'm like, dude, in Texas, Mexican-Americans, they run things. They're managers, they're, they're police officers, they're teachers, they're lawyers, they're, you know what I mean? Like, I come here and we're only servants? Like, that, that was what was like shocking to me. I remember being in Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm headlining in Des Moines, Iowa, and we sold out almost every show, which by the way, my agents were like, uh, are you, and even with my agency touring, Oh, Steve, you can't go to Boston. You want to do Boston? You want to do Des Moines, Iowa? How are you going to do that? I'm like, I don't know. Do they speak? <laughs> are they people? So I, I, I convinced them to let me do Des Moines, Iowa. We sell out almost every show. And I will never forget, this guy comes up to me and he goes, white guy, he goes, are you, he goes you're Mexican? I go, I'm Mexican-American. And he goes, I thought you were Italian or something. And I go, I, go, I go, why did you think that? And he goes, because I've never seen a Mexican like you. And it made me realize that, wait a minute, not even on TV, not even in movies, Lupe Antaveros, mm -hmm. who has passed on, played a maid 86 times in her career. The woman played a maid so remember Goonies? Her. She played a maid 86 times. You're in Hollywood that long, and you have to play the maid again? Something's wrong, right? So that's why Renee and I decided that we're going to do it our way, right? We're going to put ourselves out there so that people see us as Americans with a proud heritage. But at the end of the day, we're people, you know? So that, that's, it, it, I don't know, that's a long answer, but it, it was very weird. Good question, though. Mm -hmm. um, but that is another episode of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we did it here at Aztec Chevrolet on a, on a very beautiful Saturday afternoon. Once again, you talk too much. 
I finally got to talk. <laughs> I finally got to talk. And all you're thinking about is barbecue. <laughs> but you look very nice today. Thank you. You look very nice and you're always very beautiful. Stand up and let everybody see how big you have gotten. Holy cow. That's going to take a minute. Because everybody wants to oh. see the baby bump. It's big. Yeah, she's definitely pregnant. I was like, quit talking so I can go to the restroom. <laughs> you got to shit, you got to shit. <laughs> well, that's another episode. Thanks for watching. Please continue to share. And remember, I don't care where you live, you need a Chevy. You get it from Aztec Chevrolet, Devil, Texas. Oh, thank you, Aztec, Best staff for in the world. Us. And by the way, those of you that live in, in, you know, say Corpus Christi or San Antonio, and you're tired of walking into that dealership where there's a million people, a million people in there, and they don't have time for you. This is a hometown store, man. Come visit these guys. They'll take care of you. They'll make you feel right. You can bring your kids, and it's a comfortable place to buy a car.